Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Brave Podcast. I am your host here with my dear friend, John Morrow. Hello, everybody. And a special guest today. And the special guest today is George Hazard. Hey. George, how are you? <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Welcome to the I show. Really I'm glad that you could uh, find time in your schedule to sh- share a few minutes with us and share your wisdom about effective, persuasive, High-level sales. Mm. How does that there sound? There you go. Let's do it. Okay. So could you tell us, I know you've been to the show um, a few weeks ago, and you talked about uh, your life, mm-hmm. where you travel and journey, and we just touched upon your journey and your exposure to sales and what you have learned and what you have achieved. So I wanted to ask you to come back again and tell us more. Tell us more that listeners can benefit by listening to you. Sure. Let me give you a, a little bit more of the background. Mm-hmm. It was 1980 that I moved into sales. I worked for a virus lab. Then in 1980, I went to work for a medical testing laboratory. And so I moved to Montana. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they were kind enough to give me Montana, Wyoming, North and South Dakota as my territory. That's a pretty big territory. Yeah, big isn't territory. It? It's huge. And I thought I was just going into service, but little did I know that... Along with service comes sales. Mm-hmm. So it's sales and service. And I evolved into a salesman. But I spent a lot of time on the road. By yourself. Oh, right? yeah. Because, I, yeah, it's a long trip to go, even to western Montana. But all over those four states, I ended up doing a lot of car time. A lot of car time. So what that means, I listened to a lot of cassette tapes back then, mm-hmm. lots of them. Would, and I just want to ask um, for clarification, what type of work, what were you selling, and what type of cassettes were you listening okay. to? I was, listening, uh, um, I was selling medical laboratory services. So if a doctor wanted a cholesterol level, you, you know, he'd send that cholesterol or that blood sample to us, and we would do it. Mm-hmm. If he wanted to do a, a pap smear, we would do that. Oh, virtually anything that a medical laboratory might test for, we did. We were a very big laboratory based out of New Jersey. Okay, so it would be sent to New Jersey right. location and then results coming back to the doctors. The next day. Next day? The next day out of Wyoming and Montana and North and South Dakota. Oh, that's amazing. We figured it out. How? <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. all you got to do. Okay, and then what kind of cassettes were you listening to? Who, oh, who were the influencers? Well, in the old days, you remember Mr. Gravelly Voice or Old Nightingale? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so yes. I started with... Yes, uh-huh. absolutely. Wow. And additionally, Tom Hopkins, do you remember him? He was strictly yeah. sales. Yeah, I do. I do. Fact. Uh, you know, that's, that's part of the sales thing. This is the old school sales. Mm-hmm. And both he and Zig Ziglar is another one that I listen to all the time. Right. But Tom Hopkins and Zig Ziglar had similar closing techniques mm-hmm. and I, I saw one earlier where it was the porcupine or the open clothes or what is it can you tell us like, more oh, yeah. i mean that, I, i'd uh, be interested uh, to know I like, porcupine, by the way. Like, <laughs> like the open uh, the open oral clothes is where you say would you be paying with check cash or credit card oh yeah that's assume the sale right yeah or the um and they say are you able to ship by June 29th and you say well if I'm able to ship by June 29th are you willing to sign off on it today mm. so that way you, you it's another technique of clothes one of Zig Ziglar's was the Columbo clothes you know where Columbo goes to the door and he says one more question 
<laughs> and he turns. That was Columbus. Yeah. One more question, okay? But actually, I used that one. Okay. And it kind of you say, "Well, I'm going to go now," or you know, and you then you turn and you ask one more question. Uh-huh. And what happens though is they drop their defenses. You know, they yeah. say, "Oh, he's out of here." <laughs> <laughs> but then it, things are a little easier. Yeah. Well, that's it's, you know what that's it, that's an interesting, and we can use it now. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah, not necessarily. Not um, the hard closes. Yeah, not because the hard, yeah. it becomes uncomfortable. And they, they had thirty or so. You right. you can't memorize all these closes. Well, you I don't think you can. I think you internalize. It, you internalize. And yeah, what you like best that fits in your wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. and then yes. you use it all the time. But that's hard selling. I still say that's hard selling because, as I was telling you, I was medical laboratory. And then, you know, my kids are growing up, and I got tired of being on the road so much. Yeah. So I ended up working for a, an employment agency. Mm-hmm. And with that, guess what? As the branch manager, I did sales. Right, right, right. <laughs> and now, now I'm going to um, business. Mm-hmm. So almost any business, constr- it was manual sales or manual employment or manual labor is what we were doing. Mm-hmm. So I ended up doing construction companies, waste management companies, uh, anything that did manual labor, lumber yards, uh, all sorts of factories that made kitchen equipment, you name it. Right. If they did use their hands, then right, right, we did right, that. Right, right, okay. And so what are the brow type stuff? Yeah. So in now that you have, have had this experience where you were listening to the cassette tapes, you were applying those techniques, and what is your view of effective sales now? And so it, it changed. And my company helped change that because the new company. Right. They, they, uh, it's called consultative selling. I, you might have heard of that. Or, consultative selling? Okay. Yeah, or mm-hmm. uh, the counselor selling. Uh-huh. And with that, it's different. You look for... For helping them. That's what becomes all important. Mm-hmm. Not the dollars, not the sale, mm-hmm. but what is their pain, if you will. What a, oh, kind yeah. of got yeah. a coaching, mentoring approach. Yeah. Okay. And you try to find out what's what's going on in their world. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. So go ahead. how would you, um, what an example you would give that I can understand it on a deeper level yeah. um, with that approach, right? That consult, consultative selling. And can you what, give us an example of, yeah. of, of a pain? And what you might do to address it. Yeah. You have to elicit the pain. Okay. See, unfortunately, when you go in and you're doing a, a, a cold call. Cold call? Yes. You okay. know cold calls. Well, when you call on the phone or you go or, or, or inside the office. Face to face. Believe it or not, with my company, I had to do 20 cold calls a day. Wow. 20. So, that's what knocking for, on doors, not yeah. not on the phone, but uh-huh. to walk in. So, what did you learn from that? Uh, how to get develop anxiety. But as I was saying, that my company transitioned over to consultative selling, uh-huh. so that way it became easier to find a, or to work with customers and potential customers. Mm-hmm. So it relieved the anxiety in you. It may be in them as well. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let, me, let me transition us over to this 
book uh-huh. that I'd like to refer to, and that's called The Same Game, New Rules. Mm-hmm. Because what my company was having us do was virtually the same as this book mm-hmm. outlines, The Same Game, New Rules by Bill Caskey. Can you tell us more, um, some things that you want to highlight in that, yes. in that work? Yes, and, and in this book, I want to point out two main things, and that is you have to work from the idea that there's plenty of business to go around. Don't get so driven on one customer, you gotta land that customer, that it's okay. If they say no, move on. You don't have to worry about it. You just say thank you, move on. Right. I hope that makes sense. So so if I understand this correctly, um, the shift that you're trying to demonstrate is from the hard sale, right? Say, okay, close every customer, get every sale. Uh, the, the, The shift is, if the person is not interested right now or may not interested at all, you just say thank you and you just leave. And yep. that's that situation, exactly right? Exactly right. Okay. I wish I could find the page where I had that. But let me talk about the other part of that. And, and it's part of it. It's called detachment. Mm-hmm. In this book, Bill says that we should not get more enthusiastic than the customer is enthusiastic. Mm. Sounds like a mirroring effect. In a way. So you don't get ahead of the customer. So if they're not uh, enthusiastic or thrilled about you being there, you don't be thrilled about you being there either. (laughs) That's an interesting perspective. It Um, it really is. But what it does, though, is that both of these techniques take the pressure off of you as a salesperson trying to get out there and do business. Right. So now let me give you a couple. Mm-hmm. These are kind of like cold call lines that Bill uses here in the book. He says, "I'm not sure if I can help you." Mm-hmm. So he's starting out like, "I don't know if I." The, the salesperson. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or he says, "I don't know. This doesn't really sound like you need me. Sounds like you have everything under control." Yeah. And, and so you see their defenses really go down. They say, "Well." Tell me what you got, or you know, tell me more. Uh, let me give you one more. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, if you have such a good relationship with your current vendor, why am I here? So, same thing, isn't it? Yeah, I, I really like that um, that question because it moves, it challenges the prospect. Right. It challenges the prospect, and also saying, you know what? I don't care if you buy with me or not. I'm here to help. This is the good offer. And if you don't buy from me, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll move on. Let me bring you to another point. It's called uh, purpose process, or he calls it intent. Mm-hmm. So when you get to talk with a client or meet with a client, you right up front give them your intent. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm here today mm-hmm. is just to chat with you for a minute. I don't know if I can help you or not. But at the end of this meeting, you know, you can ask me some questions, I can ask you, but at the end of this meeting, we'll know if we want to go further with it. Okay. So it's just low-key, and it lets the defenses down and lets that prospective customer maybe, just maybe, open up to you so he doesn't lie and say, oh, no, everything's good. Right. You've got to get them to express their pain. So if I understand um, what you have told us so far, we, we can focus on detachment. Mm-hmm. Focus on detachment. And second thing to focus on is state your intent explicitly. Yes. Directly. Yes. At the beginning of conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
we can do that. Uh, what is your favorite now? Like, is this is this like what is the? It thing? is because I in using doing cold calls, you know, because I had to physically do my phone call uh, cold calls, so. I would walk in and I, I say something like that. You know, I don't know if, if you could use my services or not, but I thought I'd just ask you, you know, who do you, what do you do? Or <laughs> start to, so that way immediately yeah. they're, they're saying, I don't know if you just see there, but right. <laughs> let's see. I also think um, it's, the, it's your character. George, uh, John, would you agree that um, character? Um, well, everything about George, character, appearance, yeah. attitude, the persona that you bring through the door says a lot about the person's response to you. There'll be perhaps they'll see that you don't walk in tight, mm-hmm. uh, focused. You know, this is I gotta get this, but rather you walk in very relaxed demeanor, and they say, "Well, who is this guy? Seems like a pleasant fellow." Yeah, and yeah. you suddenly strike up a pleasant conversation with him, and you're bringing to him. I'm not sure that I can help you, but let me just yeah. tell you what it is I do. You could have need of my services. I don't know. I don't know if I can help you. But we'll Some others out. similar to you. If, if you got time to talk, let's talk. Yeah. Let me ask you this, mm-hmm. uh, George. How do you feel about this idea in sales um, that it's very popular, where you don't just make one sale? But you create a relationship. Absolutely. You create a relationship. Um, and what, do, what is your take on it? How can we build systems for people on our sales teams, on our, as we as salespeople, that we follow through on our systems, that we invest in relationships, we are aware. Just briefly, what, what are the things that we need to do? <laughs> uh, once, one time in Kauai, I think, not Kauai, it was... It was in on Oahu, over in Hawaii, and I was doing sales over there, and I had landed this pretty good-sized hospital account. And the lab manager comes in with me as we're getting this, this laboratory set up to use us, this hospital. And he says, well, why are you switching to us? He asked that of their lab manager, the new lab. And the guy says, because George keeps coming in. That was a relationship that I had built over a six-month period of time. Mm-hmm. And then, then once you have that, then you're able to find out what their pain points are and what the problems are with the competition or how you might be able to do a better job than the competition. Mm-hmm. So you have to look for that. So you focus on relationship building. Yeah, well, I do. Well, you but pay not, attention, too, obviously. Oh, you have to. You have to. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I don't know if I told you the story, but my... Uh, a coworker one time for the medical laboratory had gone into this very large clinic, and the, the lab tech says, "I wouldn't send my dog's blood to you." Mm, to you? No, no. He said that to my coworker. Okay. My coworker eventually got the account. Hmm. <laughs> so the, he, he he built that he relationship. Won them over. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this is fascinating because. I love sales. I'll be honest with you. Um, you do. I, I love sales. Um, I think I'm pretty good at it, you know, <laughs> most times when I can. But I'm always learning and soaking up the knowledge because sometimes we forget. And also, I would like to remove uh, my, you know, like ambition, but rather build a system that other people can duplicate mm-hmm. and possibly adopt as their own and make it their own. That is what I'm truly after. Right. So we are 
coming up to the end of this episode. Can you believe it? No. <laughs> In the fastest 15 minutes on podcast. So it, it, it's been fascinating, George. Um, so will you come back and we'll talk more uh, about this process? And I want to talk about maybe um, creative ways we can approach problems and, yes. and create uh, ideas for people. Because somebody's listening to this podcast and I want them to become a fan of you because of your generosity. Good. Thank you. Let me give you one quick closing here, if you will, mm-hmm. from the book. It says, learn, grow, expand, earn more, see opportunity, be unafraid of outcomes, be a good communicator, have good self-image, be detached, have fun, see abundance, and be a good listener. Be a good listener. Right I, think we, I think we can use those um, call to action items for any area of life. Yes. But particularly in sales. Particularly in sales. It'll make you a good, well-rounded salesperson. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, John, for uh, being part of this podcast and being always uh, my partner in this. And thank you, George, for coming Mm -hmm. to Speak Brave Podcast. I will see you next time. We'll we'll go more into the process, and we'll talk a a little bit more some of the challenges and some of the creative uh, solutions. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Welcome to Speak Brave, and I'll see you next time. Not welcome, but don't forget to speak brave. See you next time.